Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back to the Grim Fix Podcast. I am your host, David, here with my co-host, JR and hey, Charles in the Yo, yo, yo. For one more week to satisfy your grim curiosities. Wow. We are again, man. Here we are. Listen, there's a bunch of podcasts that start every day. And the truth is, most of them never make it to episode two. So we're on a good path here. A milestone. Yeah. So this is episode three. Uh, it's a little short one because we want to. So we want to start uh, releasing episodes on Mondays. Our episodes usually have uh, dropped on Fridays. But we want to do it on Mondays, but we didn't want a week to pass without giving you anything. So we decided to do sort of a short little episode to talk about some, I guess, paranormal, even though it seems to be becoming reality, right? It's when uh, Hollywood meets real life, which we've spoken about before when it comes to serial killers, but never when it comes to like, what is it? Uh, beings of not Earth, uh, what is it? Unearthly beings, cryptic <laughs> creatures, you want to sure. call it that. So, uh, supernatural? Know, it's, hey, you go, that's the word, like a supernatural. Oh, well, I was like really digging in, trying to remember that word. <laughs> so, uh, I think I know I am a fan of when we talk about vampire movies. I don't know yes. about you guys. Yes. No, you know that we all are. So yeah, vampire movies are the shit. Uh the truth is, I have to say this. Uh Anne Rice ruined vampires for us all. Why do I say well, that? Because not, not ruin it. Not that, ruin it. That but that's what I'm let, saying. Let, she let ruined it because she she ruined she ruined it for everybody else, basically. Why? And she ruined it for us too, well, for me. Because I used to see vampire movies and I would be like, oh, man, that was so good. I love vampire movies. And then I read Anne Rice books. And I never looked at vampires the same way. Where nobody meets the bar. She raised the bar so high. Again, this is my opinion here. She raised the bar so high that now every vampire movie that I see. I kind of hate it. <laughs> it's that she gives those great details. I don't what know. She was just, the last she, she used, she used was her explanation for a way. I don't know. I don't know. She just made it better. Is that she gives? I mean, it's. I don't know. It's just the whole story behind how she comes up with the story of how vampires became which to me it makes it makes it seem plausible it's it seems i don't know it just makes sense to me believable um, right yeah like yes like yes. like the way she describes how vamp the first vampire became 
uh, what happens with them with time. Um, the fact that like when you follow uh, her superstar, let's that when you follow his story, it's like, I don't know, man, it's just it gives you a different look at vampires. And it's just it makes him seem so awesome that, again, you see vampire movies after you read those books and you begin to hate them all. So I don't know. Um, if I were to say my favorite vampire movie, even though they didn't follow the book 100 percent. It would be Vampire Lestat. Yeah, I mean, not Vampire Lestat, Interview with the Vampire. Interview with a Vampire. Oh, yeah. Because they they kind of put parts into it. And just like I, for years, for years, I remember, I think at least 10 years passed since I read The Queen of the Damned. And I always said, wow, this would be such a great movie. Like, it would be amazing. And even though the book Vampire Lestat also would be an amazing movie. And then they come up with. Oh shit! They're gonna come out with the movie Queen of the. What was that? I was like, oh my god! What was that? That was like ninety eight. Yes, yeah, somewhere around with there, the movie So when they come out with the movie, they put pieces of Vampire Lestat into it, and I hated the movie. It was uh, it was horrendous. <laughs> like I, I say, it's it, it was good like as a standalone movie. Let me see. Queen. Yeah. It's what's the main, the most thing you hated from the movie? Let's see if we have the same. Um, oh, the most what? The part that you hated from most from the movie itself. Oh, the end. No, no, not the end. One certain thing, one certain information from that movie that you hated the most. I think the first thing that turned me off. Let's see if it's the same. Uh, was once they showed. I think it was Marius. Yes. When they showed Marius, it was corny. It's like they changed the whole story. Um, was it? Mar- yeah, it was it was Marius, right? Yeah, Marius. Marius. The way he looked is not the way he is in, you know, in the book. With the short hair, yeah, exactly. And I think they changed the story because who who created Lestat was Magnus, not Marius. Some shit like right. that. I mean, it's just it, it was so sad when I saw the movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Even though Stuart Townsend did, he did. I think he did a pretty good. No, uh, the whole, the whole, uh, the whole concert thing was great. Yes. Akasha, she was great. I liked her as Akasha. Yeah, so I like yeah. Her. It's just the whole story. Like, oh man, like I wish they would do a story about about the witches about. Uh, I mean, a movie, not a story, but like do a whole movie about the witches, do a whole movie, which I'm hoping if they do the whole series that they're going to do for TV, I'm hoping they incorporate all of this I'm the story of that. the twins alone is such a great story. I'm sketchy with that. I don't know. I, I, that's something I'll watch. I'll try it. I'll give but... it a try. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, they won't Hopefully. ruin it. Hopefully it's not disappointing. Yep. So, uh, what would be your favorite vampire movie, Charles? You know, I've never seen Nosferatu. Okay. Really? I've never seen that movie. 
Don't worry, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> it's not a creature that really like okay, the vampire what but it's just it's still interesting to watch. I don't I don't, I don't one know. of the first vampires that came out. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. Favorite movie? Be your favorite wow. vampire movie. I will wow. have to say Please don't say it. 30 days of night. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. Um, I really liked Underworld. I'm sorry. Um like Jackie Sale lover. Sorry. Yes, I, 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 the, kinda, just the I first it. one. I first I kinda, one. I liked it as a certain uh, well, how can I not as vampires, but I did like the likings. Yes. They I like awesome. the concept of the movie. No, the concept was great. And the likings, the way they created them was great. You know? just, uh, was that, uh, that war between them yes. that they used them as um cares of the vampire. No, that was horrible. Yes. But that's well, what I'm they, saying. Like I like the concept. I don't know. The movie. Special effects were really good. I don't know. Like I said. Yeah. Uh, it was a really good and movie. And don't get but... me wrong. The book and the movie is basically the same. Just one or two things changed, but everything else is the same. Okay. What would your re- favorite vampire movie be, JR? Wow. Um, right now, I can't even think of one. <laughs> I was thinking about Dracula, but... That's my second favorite. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. That but, would be um, like my second. Like Right now, I can't think of one specific that I can say that I truly, truly like. They all like balanced out. My like you said, it's like you said. It's like you said. Um, Anne Rice just messed up. Everything. The bar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I saw Bram Stoker's Dracula before I saw um, anything Anne Rice related. <laughs> I got one for you guys. <laughs> one great one. Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So I'm looking for I'm looking Horrible. for my third favorite. I can't even remember the name. Jeez, because I saw it a very long time ago. I'm pretty sure if I see it now, I probably hate it. From dusk till dawn. Oh hell no! No, oh my god! <laughs> Second one is even worse. Let me see. I think it's called no. See, no, not it's not bloodlust. Oh wow! That, that's... Remember that one? The guy with the really long fingers. Yeah, that was uh, well, it was bloodlust. Um. I think Dark Castle does those movies. Probably. I don't know. Because I'm looking for Bloodlust here, but it comes out like... Bloodstone. The cover. Bloodstone. Let me see. Let's check Bloodstone. out. Bloodstone. I think that's the one. with the, It was a vampire. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was Bloodlust. really cool. Bloodlust is the sequel to it. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, it is Bloodstone. Right, here it is. Yeah. yeah, Bloodstone Subspecies Part 2, which is that. I think that's... And Part 3. I think that was my favorite one, Part 3. I don't know. I feel like I found that vampire pretty cool. Um. All right. Yeah. All right. So um. So speaking of vampire movies, right? We're gonna use this as a segue to uh today's topic. So we are speaking about vampires. Um. I remember in the nineties, late nineties. You remember that, like. Everybody wanted to be a vampire. I still do. <laughs> I remember in the late 90s, everybody wanted to be a vampire. Like, I remember I had the fake fangs. 
I had uh, I did when I did my gold grill. I had it with the fangs. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, wow! I remember that. Like, <laughs> I remember that. Like, I was such a vampire fanatic. Like it was, it was bad. But everybody wanted to be a vampire. Everybody wanted to. Do, you know, when it was the era of the piercings, and and it was just, it was an awesome era. I remember. Everybody that. wanted to suck. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, so recently, right? This is according to USA Today. I read this. I, I I saw it in one of those like Facebook posts. But you know how Facebook sometimes they send you these bullshit news clippings that are, that are not real. They have like these uh whatever new weird news dot blog post dot com dot net punto org. You know, like these weird websites. Know, yeah, like these weird websites that have no proof. They have no like real information and people believe this. Oh, wow. And then they start sharing it. So I found that in one of those bullshit websites and I decided to do a search on it. All right. So I searched and I found in USA Today, which seems like a reliable source. And I found this article that says ancient human bloodsucker question mark skeleton, a female vampire on Earth in Europe during a dig, right? This was written by Natalie Nasa Alund. Yeah, I got to cite my sources, so just in case. So it says here, uh, the remains of a female vampire have been unearthed by archaeologists at a cemetery in Europe. Polish researchers announced this week. A team from the Institute of Archaeology at the Nicholas Copernicus University in Torun, a city in north central Poland, found the body in late August. The school confirmed to USA Today last Thursday. Uh, so this was led by Professor Darius Polinski. The Polish researchers discovered a grave during a dig, the university said. The grave dates back to the 17th century in a village of Pien near Ostromeko. It contained the skeleton of a young woman, according to a statement released by the university. A sickle, right? So that's, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, I will put this up so you can see the picture. But if you are not watching on YouTube, then you should go and subscribe to the channel. But besides the fact, if you are listening to <laughs> podcast, listen to what a sickle is. So a sickle, right, is that thing the Grim Reaper uses, correct? Yes. Well, that's a sight. So what's a sickle? The sickle is like it's the C-shaped one with the handle. Shorter version of the scythe. Exactly. Cool. It's All usually right. used by farmers to cut down, I oh, guess, the yes. sugar cane. Yes. Over here, they use it a lot to cut grass for the horses. Yeah. Okay. So it's like that that C-shaped thing. Yeah, with a handle. Yeah. I will show you guys in YouTube if you're watching. You will see what I what we're talking about. So apparently, right, a sickle had been placed around the neck. And a padlock had been placed on the big toe of her left foot. The statement said, "That's what I didn't understand. Why would you put a padlock?" I, I still don't get it. I looked it up and looked it up, and they never explained, like you know, why the padlock on a toe. I understand the the, the sickle around the neck. So if they get up, obviously they hurt their neck or cut their head off. But 
the padlock on the toilet. I yeah, that's what that. I don't I don't I don't get what's the purpose of it. But anyway, apparently, right? They put a padlock around the toe. And uh, it can be assumed that for some reason, those burying the woman were afraid that she would rise from the grave. Right. According to the researchers, as they wrote, perhaps mm -hmm. they feared she was a vampire. Experts plan further research at the cemetery. The university reported. It says that in addition, it said researchers from the Institute of Archaeology at the University of Krakow will conduct DNA testing of the remains to learn more about the woman. An anthropological analysis of the skeleton is being done by uh, Alicia Droz. What is it? Lipinska of the Institute of Biology at the NCU Facility of Biological Sciences. Con okay, conservation of the sickle and padlock is being carried out by Dr. Marek Kalisko of the Institute of Archaeology. Okay, so that's that's the only information that they have. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, you think vampires can be real? Well, I think just people are. I'm still trying to figure out the padlock thing. It's too quick. That's what I believe. That's that's what really this. Uh, yeah, that's really draws my that, attention. Padlock. That's all I'm thinking about. Like what? What? Yeah, um, like what's the what's the reasoning? Like, right? What will be the purpose? Because, well, I understand if you have well, still like to the toe, like <laughs> I don't know. Like, so I'm looking you know, at the hey, picture. You can get up, so you can still walk. <laughs> like even the picture is like. So see in the picture here that I'm looking at, you can see the sickle is across, right? From one side, it's like from shoulder to shoulder, right? Across the neck. So I read in an, in the other article that I read, it says that they did that with the purpose that if the body were to, let's say, right, let's say it was a vampire, if the woman, because it is proven to be a woman, would raise herself from the dead, right? All of a sudden, that would chop her head off. Killing her in the instant, like, you know, vampires, you got to cut their head off or burn them in the fire or, you know, stake to the chest, stake to the chest. So in, in that other article, also, they talk about that on the skull, they found one tooth in the middle. So the way I picture it is sort of like, like Pennywise. You know, yeah. Pennywise has like that those teeth in in the middle. Almost, teeth. So yeah, it's something like that, but it's one tooth, which is weird because they. they I mean, I'm gonna see if I find the picture, man, because I know I saw. I, it. I saw the pictures. I I actually have, I think, the article, but like I said, I'm having technical problems with my laptop. Oh yeah, so in this picture, yeah, you can actually see the tooth is like yeah, on but top. it's it's more like it's more like one of those. You know that some people that they have that tooth that grow over the other tooth. Yeah. To me, it's just that. I believe it's just that. Yeah. What if there are? Uh, she was a creative writer and she took pills that made her more creative. Ah, <laughs> uh -huh. that's a American well, horror story <laughs> reference. American it is story. a rich woman. You know, so, it's a rich woman. You never know, man. Like I, I, I don't know. It's like. I always say this. 
these ideas come from somewhere. Yep. You yeah. know, they, they don't come out of the blue. Like when we talk about uh, in the next episode, we'll talk about uh, a, a, a person which I always credited Rob Zombie for being uh, a criminal mastermind because of it his kinda, movies. It kind of so looks boring. like him to a certain point. What do you mean? It, they kind of look like the same person. Oh. Rob Zombie. That's what I'm saying. Like, Rob Zombie right now has a long head. Long but I always beard, said, but... I always said, oh, he's such a wow. Like this guy has such a fucked up head. The fact that he thinks of all this. No, you know what? He took those stories from other people. No, no I mean, not say that. <laughs> What's his thought process? No, no. But but the next crazy. case that we talk about, you'll see what I mean. And we'll talk about the movie I'm referring to. But that's yeah. for the next episode. All yeah, right. No, no, no. I got to give credit to Rob Zombie. His creativity. I love. Oh, it. no. His creativity. Yes. And I will always say this. What he did with Halloween, which we spoke about that in the last episode, to me was genius. Yes, Sorry. it was. So, uh, yeah. So I want to hear. Unpopular opinion. Is it? Yes. And people hate it for some reason. Really? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't get the hate train with Rob Zombie. Oh, Halloween hey, version. He, he, uh, to me, he hit it right on the nail. I know he I did, but people hate did. it. I don't know. I don't know why. I still I, don't know why. I would wrong, love to see okay? him come up with another <laughs> another movie. You know, a uh, Freddy Krueger movie, a uh, Jason movie. I don't know. Like see, could, a Friday the Thirteenth movie done by him would be awesome. Apparently, uh, that wasn't the finalized version. Because uh, the movie XX were like into the movie and not letting him what his real very vision of the movie was. So yeah. Yeah, typical suits. I want to yep. get in and tell people <laughs> what should yep. and shouldn't be done. See, yep. this is why we do podcasts. And, you know, even though YouTube sometimes gets a little iffy, but podcasts, we produce our own content. We don't have any suit coming here telling us. You can't do this. You can't talk about that. <laughs> we are this. our own suits. So, yeah. All right. So before we leave, you were talking about a person who put an ad out. This is oh, a bonus. Yes. Bonus for the public. We weren't going to talk about this, but Charles brought in some information and we thought it'd be cool to share it with you guys. Yes, um, I have this big friend of mine uh, called Esther. Esther, if you're watching, thanks for uh, the article because it was really interesting. It was a Washington Post article. Okay. Which, which the title was, she posted an ad on a dating site and alleged serial killer answered. So I'm like, mm-hmm. interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so this was like three days ago. Three days ago? Yes. This oh, is a shit. Recent, you guys got this the recent exclusive. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> beep, 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 beep. So there's this a woman called Monica White. She's a 53 years old divorced lady. Okay. And she created uh, profiles on dating sites because she was ready to date again. Uh, this was on 2020. So apparently, well, not apparently, uh, she met this dude called Anthony Robinson. He's 36 years old, and he was uh, called the shopping cart killer. So why was he called the shopping cart killer? It's because uh, he met women on dating apps, uh, 
uh, lured them into hotels, killed them, and load their bodies into shopping carts to dump them in vacant lots. Oh, shit. Didn't yep. something like that happen? I think it was last year. No, that wasn't the one up here. It was actually here in New York. There was a case where this is an older looking man. The guy looks homeless. And he, I, I mean, I don't have the full details right here, but I remember uh, the, the, the news, right? The report was he ended up taking this woman. Uh, I don't know if he went into her apartment and this woman was uh, reported missing. What people did not know is and, and they have they have pictures and videos of him, of this guy walking around with a shopping cart <laughs> and he would this... wear a wig. And when he got caught, mind you, all he's doing is wearing a wig, fully dressed like a man. I mean, looking like a homeless man, because this guy looked dirty. And he said that he identifies as a woman. But the thing is, this guy was walking around with the shopping cart and like sitting on it and all this. And all this time he had this woman. I think he had chopped her up in pieces and she was like there. He was like dropping pieces here and there. When uh, was that? When was that again? I think that was last. I think it was this year or last year. Uh, but th this, this one was it in New York. Interesting, but, but it sounds similar. <laughs> yeah. So, any, anything so, on that? Oh, so it says that. Uh, and um, how old is she? Uh, and she was. Uh, she is. Uh, fifty-three years old, and he's a thirty-six-year-old dude. A little bit too old to be on dating sites. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're well, gonna find that, any um, weirdo. Uh, that white uh, met Robinson and she said that he was flattering about her interests, I guess, you know, when you have a profile and you says, these are my interests and these are my likes. And he was all flattery with her and stuff. And she told him that she was looking for something serious. So the relationship progressed from messages to video calls to video chats. And they ended up calling each other every day and stuff. <clears throat> So on late 2020, uh, he visited her and they saw each other for the first time in person and they watched movies, they hang out, you know, the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. Some Netflix <laughs> it, it, and chill. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of chill. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she introduced him to her adult son. Okay. Then I guess he went back to his house and then he returned for her birthday in February of 2021. But the interesting thing was that he brought a one way ticket because he didn't have enough money for the ticket back home. So, so he, I, wait, so this happened. In, so the lady was in Washington. Uh, yes. OK, so it doesn't say where he was from. Uh, okay, not that it matters. I, I, yeah, it's not that it matters. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so it says that um, apparently he got a job and he stayed with her for three weeks while raising the money to get back home. Okay. I guess uh, she didn't want to give him the money or nobody could loan him some money. So he stayed with her. He lived <laughs> with her for a while. 
And even though she never got suspicious of him, but she admitted that he had darker moments, such as uh, showing her a stabbing scar that he had in his stomach. And he didn't explain how he got it. Interesting. And then he was like that he was promised to he was he he was promising to kill uh, the next person that would attack him with a knife, which is, you know, yeah. (laughs) Red flag. It's a a natural response. I mean, if somebody's going to come at you with a knife, you're going to kill them back, right? Yeah. But but yeah, like how how did you get that knife scar in the first place? Yeah. Makes you think. Mm -hmm. And then she said that when they were all, uh, you know, a little bit intimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, he proceeded to choke her and she didn't like it so there were like these red flags that she saw <clears throat> then he mentioned that he was engaged to this uh, girl who died in 2018 and whatnot and apparently uh, it was because of uh, natural causes apparently uh, it was uh, says fatal cardiac arrhythmia but now that these accusations are with him that the police are you know Looking at it with fresher eyes. So the thing is that while she held a party in 2021, he made drunk, suggestive uh, sexual uh, comments towards her son, which she didn't like. Wow. And, uh, and after she confronted him, uh, she said that she couldn't trust him, that she uh, felt that she couldn't believe him anymore because uh, he hid this part of him and she didn't say anything. Uh, he didn't say anything about it. So after some time and they broke the relationship, uh, Robinson killed a lady in October of 2021 and on November. And then he was arrested because uh, surveillance video and phone records connected him to the victims, which showed that he uh, put the woman's body in the shopping cart and took them to an open lot in a commercial district. Hmm. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. I still don't get why shopping cart. I don't. I don't know. And, <laughs> it and looks then... too suspicious. Walking down the street and see some <laughs> blood just dripping on the side. Maybe a finger sticking out. I don't. Know. <laughs> and then it says that they they a police announced uh, an investigation that they were connecting him to another slaying of two women whose body were found in a trash can in a vacant lot. Oh, and wow. the killing of Sonja Champ was found in a shopping cart in September of 2021. And then after a relative of White uh, saw the article, uh, I guess uh, he forwarded her the story. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, oh, damn, like, this is the guy that I dated. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that traumatized her enough to not go onto Tinder or any other dating apps again. Yeah, man, them dating the apps. I mean, I get it. It's the new era. It's the new way to do things. I I get it. Yeah, no, people, that's the new laziness. People there are don't some like crazy to socialize like that. Yeah, but there's some crazy ass people. Like, and that's what sucks. Like, usually, I mean, you don't know. You don't really know who the person is until you actually meet in person. And a lot of these, I mean, women do this all the time. That sometimes I've I've heard of women. They travel to other countries, to other states. Um, I've I've known people here in the states that have traveled to like Venezuela to meet this guy that they fell in love with online, and they're traveling over there for the first time to meet this person. Like to me, I would never, ever, ever oh, take a risk like that. Crazy person, you nah, man. Some crazy person to do shit like that. 
You guys gotta be safe, people. You guys gotta be safe. You watching up? Like I said, all these apps are for lazy people. They should do it the way it was done back then. You go up to a girl, you go up to a guy. This is uh, not even not even I mean But I'm saying, if I'm going to meet somebody for the first time, like, I don't know, I would take somebody with, I'll take a third wheel with me. Meet the person yeah. with me. And I'll, and then, that's, but that's the thing. They, they met each other. They were together at some extent. Yeah. So it's not like she saw him once or twice and she didn't know, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the, you never know who's who at the end of the day, no matter yeah, how time passed. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's insane, man. It's just oof, nope. So the case that I was talking to you about this was in March. Um, this was in March. Uh, this date spices from the Daily News. It dates back to March third, twenty twenty two. And let me read this quickly here. We're not gonna, I mean, dig too much into it, but no, you know what? Let's read this one. This one is from NBC New York. And it says uh, a man is being questioned in the connection with the grisly discovery of a woman's body missing a head, arms and legs that was found in a garbage bag in a shopping cart on a busy street outside a Brooklyn store a day ago. So this was this was written in March 5th. So they found it March 4th or March 3rd. Uh, OK, so if I don't know. A day ago, law enforcement, law enforcement sources with direct knowledge of the case said Friday. So it says uh, the sources say the man is being asked about disposing of the body, but they believe he may be linked to the killing of the woman whom sources say was a 60 year old living in an LGBTQ shelter in the Clinton Hill area at the time of her death. The passerby who found her early Thursday told cops he first noticed the bag on his way to a friend's house in Greenpoint and when it was still there on his way home an hour or so later he decided to open it so this guy passed by the bag curious keeps going comes back an hour later the bag is still there decides to open the bag the man who was the one who called 911 about the grisly find at the corner of Atlantic and Pennsylvania Avenues just outside a construction safety gear shop next to a carpet store, told cops he passed by the area initially around 1230 a.m. Thursday and decided to see what was in the bag on his way back around 140 a.m. You think I'm going to fucking pass a bag at 1230 midnight? <laughs> 140 in the morning, I'm gonna be like, hey, I wonder what's it. Fuck no. <laughs> you I still wouldn't be checking a bag that's just sitting there. So it says the bag was tied up. Wait, let's see. The bag, oh, the bag wasn't tied up. It was only rolled down. The senior NYPD official said the man reported. He reached inside first. See, that's nuts. So he reached inside. First, he felt a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> Then he opened the bag and saw the torso. He called 911 immediately. The medical examiner will conduct an autopsy to determine how the woman died, right? In the meantime, the detectives are conducting canvases of surveillance cameras. See, but it doesn't say who it was. 
I know. I saw, uh, let me see. This is March 9th. So this is from ABC7, right? And why, yeah. It says in East New York, Brooklyn, police arrested a person. Oh, so this is when they caught the person. Police arrested a person in, of interest in the death of a woman whose torso was found inside a shopping cart in Brooklyn last week. And detectives ex executing a search warrant at the suspect's home made the gruesome <laughs> discovery of a human head. They also found an electric saw in the suspect's East New York apartment. Harvey Marceline, 83, this fucking guy, Don Viejo, 83, <laughs> who has served prison time twice for killing two different girlfriends, has oh been charged with a second degree murder at the and the concealment of a human corpse. Why don't they just leave the guy in jail? So it says that Marceline was arrested March 4, the day after the torso was discovered and has been held without bail since at Rikers Island. The limbless torso was found at Pennsylvania and Atlantic Avenues in a multicolored bag in an abandoned shopping cart on March 3rd. Then on March 7th, what is believed to be the same woman's leg was found in some trash on nearby Jamaica Avenue. Police believe the victim, 68-year-old woman, seen on surveillance video entering Marceline's apartment near the crime scenes on February 27th. See, so she went to his apartment. Marceline, who is a transgender and identifies as a woman, was seen leaving the apartment three days later with a bag believed to contain her torso. Marceline has spent more than 50 years behind bars and was released from the state prison on August 2019 and is on lifetime parole. Okay, so uh, Marceline, uh -huh. it's a dude, right? So identifies as a woman, so I don't think we're allowed to call him a dude. It's a woman. Well, but it's a transgender. Yeah, transgender woman. I just want to get my back straight. Apparently, apparently, right? I mean, what I had read once, so, like, all he did was put on a wig, and that's it. I identify as a woman. So uh, on March 8th, uh, April 18, 1963, Marceline fatally shot a girlfriend in Manhattan and was later convicted of murder, released on lifetime parole on May of 1984. See, so this is what I don't get. You killed somebody and you're already released on a lifetime parole, right? This is not May 1984. November 2nd, 1985, he fatally stabbed another girlfriend also in Manhattan. Her body was found in a bag near Central Park and Marceline was convicted of manslaughter and later released on lifetime parole in August 2019. So there he spent a couple of years. So he's released again on lifetime parole and then he does this shit. Like, I don't know. If you already got that once and you do the same nonsense again, that's it. You sh you're done. It's, my it's, it's a mental thing. It's so, a mental thing. It has to, yeah, it has yeah. to be a mental it thing. It has to be. So the first officer on the scene in 1985 was Robert Boyce, who went on to become IYPD's chief of detectives. Uh, so, he, quote, he says, he dismembers the body and puts it out on the street not far from where he lives. Boyce said, I don't care how old he is. If it was compassionate release because of his age, he's still dangerous. Yep. And so, they're the anyway, most. So that's that story. Um, I don't know. Do with it what you may, but I consider that they're the most dangerous. Why? The old, you know, everybody the be like, ah, oh, you know, look at the old, you know, old guy. Let's help him out and whatnot. 
But that's what I'm saying. If you already got lifetime parole and this person does that again, that's it. You should have no lifetime parole. You should have lifetime in prison. That's it. Yep. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Anyway, I want to hear you, you guys that are listening and watching on YouTube. I want to hear your comments. What do you think about these cases? What do you think they should do? Should should people have more than one lifetime parole sentence? Makes no sense because we have one lifetime. But yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is it for this episode. Uh, stay tuned. For a Monday, we will drop another episode. It is Friday today. Yeah, Friday. Um, Monday, another episode, a full episode will be dropped. And hopefully that'll be our new release dates on Mondays. This is the Grim Fix podcast. Be safe. Take care, everybody. Oh! <laughs>